Welcome to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from the legendary hills of Brown, where the plum purple haze, the one nature herself drapes over the hills and hollers, inspires local characters, artists, and nature lovers. It's as though the hills themselves conspire to create a beauty and culture in the heart of Indiana. Sit for a spell and hear the music. Tall tales. True stories. And current goings on. Brought to you by folks who still know how to sit by a fire in winter. And swim buck naked in summer. Welcome to episode 127 of the Brown County Hour. This is Dave Seastrom. And Sarah Lytle, along with the rest of the crew. Our musical guest this month is Coot Crabtree. He brought in Barry Elkins and Aiden Blankenship to accompany him. We also have essays from Jeff Tryon, Rick Fetick, and Dave Seastrom. We also have an original radio play that was written by Hondo Thompson and Chuck Wills. We'll begin the show with our Coot Crabtree interview. Jeff Tryon has a few words to say about retirement, and we'll finish this segment with the Coot Crabtree song, Along for the Ride. So we've just been treated to some wonderful music from Coot Crabtree, who has brought in his buddies uh, Barry Elkins and Aiden Blackenship, who uh, provided percussion and backup guitar. And Coot, uh, we were just starting to get into this, uh, and I suggested that perhaps Coot was not the name your mama gave you at birth. You are correct. You're correct. Uh, I was born Scott Crabtree. In Bartholomew County in the year of 76. But um, so there's an evolution of the coot to how we got to the coot. Scott, right? Makes sense. Scott, Scotty, Scooter, Cooter, Cootie, Coot. De- okay. Devolved or evolved okay. over the years. They started calling me, you know, Scooter. I think Scooter, Scott to Scooter is a pretty natural progression, right? right. And then uh, you drop the S with the Dukes of Hazard. And then you get to college and drunker than Cootie Brown. And then there's all the, um, you know, the side nicknames, Cootalonius and, uh, you know, Crab Knuckles. You can go for, on for days with, you know, names like that. So. Well, I kind of like Coot better than Scooter. I do too. Yeah. I'd stick with that if yeah. I was you. So, Coot, you're a, you're a local legend. You play around here a lot. Um, and we've just been treated to five songs that you recorded live in our studio, which we deeply appreciate. And you guys are obviously used to playing with one another and a lot of fun. Um, so tell me about your musical background. Uh, well, see, Dad, he uh, owned a tavern. I grew up in Franklin 
the Crabtree Lounge. I don't know if y'all maybe maybe may not have heard of it. So I grew up. I'm, there's pictures of me three or four years old in the bar at the bar. You know, like I'd go there before school, sleeping in the booth, and um, they had the old sky, old style jukebox, and with the little records, 45s. And uh, the guy would come in and swap them out, and they'd bring all the old ones home. And I had a record player. Mom was her, and all of her sisters were Conway Twitty fanatics. <laughs> so my first concert was Conway Twitty down here at the Little Nashville okay. Opry. With claw marks in my arms from my aunts squeezing me when Conway came out on stage, and oh my gosh, <laughs> memories are made of this. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, hey, I like Conway, so yeah. I think you know the classic country kind of thing, and um, also '50s rock and roll. You know, the Buddy Holly and um, Jerry Lee Lewis, all that stuff. Dad li- really liked a lot of that. As a teenager, getting out of high school, I, I got turned on to the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia, at least, has been a huge influence on me, I feel like. Then I found Towns Van Zandt uh, posthumously. I didn't even know about him until, you know, I think he died in 96 or 7. I probably found out about him. I heard Steve Earle, a live recording of Steve Earle saying, the late, great Towns Van Zandt, because he was a protege of Towns. And so I went and dug all that up and started down that Texas songwriter rabbit hole. And, right. Well, like I said... They'd bring home the 45s from the, the tavern. And uh, I can always remember being fascinated, you know, or just singing along with the music or whatever. And then we had this little, uh, is this where the cellar went down? There was like a platform built over it already in the laundry room. Where we, and we'd get up there and that would be the stage. And, we, you know, okay. we'd strum uh, tennis rackets or uh, fryers, like from the, yeah. anything that looked like, <laughs> guitar-esque yeah. so they got me guitars when I was pretty young but um, they always ended up being mainly toys I guess supposedly they went to get me lessons once and they gave them the cop out that my fingers weren't developed enough for guitar lessons they probably didn't look too hard but I wish I would have started playing way back then um, mm-hmm. but I actually didn't until I went to Vincennes after high school and uh beginner guitar as an elective or whatever class and um been playing well, that, was, that was pretty much when i started you know actually learning songs and such but then moved to indy around 2000 after i did a radio internship in bedford i went to indy to look for a larger market job on the radio and met a fellow called jethro easyfields who is a, uh, he's from Fort Wayne, but he'd spent time in New Orleans as a street musician. And he kind of, he's the one who, it's his fault that I'm here today. He pushed me out on stage. He's the one who kind of talked me into it. So thanks, Jethro. Here to blame. Sweet. Uh, yeah, here I am. What was that? 22 years ago, I guess, basically. Been playing in some capacity ever since. I am still looking for my, my soulmate guitar. I haven't found her yet. I've had a few good ones over the years. The last one's not. The last one? No, it's not. I don't think it's the one. It's a good one. I got a guild here a few months back, and it's been a good guitar. It's roadworthy, but it's not that special lady. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. You'll know her when you yeah. meet her, right? Always looking. <laughs> so you got Barry Elkins with you. We've the had Bearcat. Barry. 
We've had Barry in the studio many times. Not just him, but with lots of other folks, including family. Mm-hmm. Always good to see you, Barry. The Jamily, they call it, right? The Jamily? The Jamily. Falcons Jamily. We always appreciate the local music scene, and it's wonderful to get you all in here and uh, playing live for us and all that. i got to thank Heather for the use of her Martin guitar to today. Thank you, Heather. Bless your heart. Uh, do you guys have a way to get a hold of y'all, track what you're doing yeah. so we can come hear you? Facebook, Coot Crabtree, Instagram. I think it's The Coot Abides. The Coot Abides. All right. Yeah, I'm not. it's not too hard to find. There's not a whole lot of Coot Crabtrees out there. So we've got some shows coming up. We stay fairly busy. And Well, where are you going to be in October? October the 9th, Ferguson House. Okay. Right here in town. Right. And then on the 22nd, we're doing a Apple Works up there, which I've never... Well, maybe as a child, we went to Apple Works where pumpkins are... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard nothing but good things, music about the music and stuff. Yeah. So. My grandson loves the place. So we're gonna do. We're gonna play a little outro. I guess I've always sort of looked at retirement the way some young people regard sleep, something I'll try to catch up on after I'm dead. But now I've turned 67. Social Security has kicked in, and I'm looking around for an off-ramp from even the most mild and enjoyable forms of employment and toward a big old party at the beach. I'm not what one would consider a workaholic. More of a necessity-as-a-mother, take-it-as-it-comes, laissez-faire, do-the-next-thing-in-front-of-you type capitalist-slash-opportunist. All things considered, I've been too busy just trying to keep a vehicle on the road and all the bill collectors and a hole in the backyard to think too much about the future and whether or not my sweetheart will still need me and feed me when I'm 64. She did. Besides, this whole retirement scam is set up for people in jobs they were never going to give me. The idea of a job with benefits seemed to melt away about the time I entered the workforce. Every year of my adult working career, earnings have declined as compared to inflation. It's no illusion. I've been steadily losing ground economically for my entire working life. It was just accepted by businesses in this country that their lower echelon of workers, the folks actually getting the work done, were going to die penniless in some dingy back alley. That didn't bother them one bit. So the upshot is I've always worked, worked as hard as anyone and harder than some, but the reward of my golden years will be more work trying somehow to stay afloat economically in an economy that just couldn't care less about my problems. The good news is, I'm too old and decrepit to do much of anything anyway. If I could make it to the beach, I doubt if I could walk as far as the ocean. And if I did, what would I do then? Stare off into the distance? I'd rather be sitting here on my sofa watching reruns of the Great British Baking Show. So, I work part-time and I have a couple of other minor gigs what the kids call a side hustle, although it seems to me more and more that people have to live off of their side hustle or whatever kind of hustle they can get together because the corporations and the ultra-rich are sucking up all the money, sucking all the monetary oxygen out of the economic room. But retirement gives you permission to just not give a hoot about ambition, 
climbing the corporate ladder or backstabbing office politics. As long as the bills are paid and there's a little money in the bank, why worry? Life is too dang short. Money makes a good servant, but a poor master. As the old farmer said, money's like manure. If you spread it around, you can really get something accomplished, but if you pile it up, it will just stink. Coincidentally, Freud thought that when people dreamed about poop, they were actually dreaming about money. Or, as Mom used to say, when we wished for something, try wishing in one hand and pooping in the other and seeing which one gets full first. She was full of colorful country wisdom like that. When I was a young hippie, knocking about from here to there on the economic seas, I used to justify my freedom-seeking behavior by saying, I'm going to play now while I'm young and able, and I'll work when I'm retired. Truth is, I expected I'd be dead by then. However, life has played the cruel trick of allowing me to live, and I'm happy about that. But I can't help admiring some of my friends and colleagues who are actually receiving retirement benefits, who have re real store-bought insurance. Now, I don't have any more money than I ever did, but the fact is I don't need very much. As I have aged, the scope of my ambition has narrowed considerably. And for the most part, I'm happy just to sit on the back porch and take in the nature. Retirement? Phooey. That old rocket chair will get to you if you slow down any more than you absolutely have to. There will be the traditional aches and pains of approaching old age, but consider those your reward for all the crazy stuff you did to your body during your working years. Live every day to the fullest. Do everything that you're able to do, especially if it's fun. Always invest your time and energy in people rather than things, because love and friendship will get you through times of no money better than money will get you through times of no love and friendship. This is my retirement plan. This is Chris Curtin with a poem called Antelopes. Can an antelope? No, an ant cantaloupe. Ants adhere strictly to structure and form, just up and elope would be out of the norm, and an excusable faux pas for ants everywhere to deplore. All right, this first song we're going to start with, we call this one, uh, Along for the Ride. And now, I don't know if you all have ever heard of Russ Baum, but he's a busy guy. He's out chasing the music career. But this is a song I stole off of him. We've written a couple together, but I just straight up just took this one from him, so he doesn't mind. It's called Along for the Ride.
Now we pause for station identification. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on Volunteer Power Community Radio, WFHB, at 100.7 in Brown County, 91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 in Ellettsville, and online at wfhb.org. Support for WFHB comes from Our Brown County, a magazine for locals and visitors featuring art, entertainment, and county characters since 1995. Printed six times a year and available online. More at OurBrownCounty.com. Segment two begins with Pam Rader's essay on voting. Then we have a seasonal treat with the radio play, Devils in the Details featuring Hondo Thompson, Chuck Wills, and Tom Preston. We close this segment with the Coot Crabtree song, Coast is Clear. Good evening, this is Pam Rader with a radio blurb on voting 2022. This will likely be the most important midterm elections ever. We must show up and vote. I put together a short list of the most important points based on the League of Women Voters of Brown County pamphlet entitled Plan Your Vote for the 2022 General Election, which can be found at lwvbrowncounty.org, along with other voting information, including local candidate forum dates. Number one, you must register by October 11th and or check your registration. Both can be done at indianavoters.com, your local clerk's office, or call Indiana Secretary of State's office at 1-866-461-8683. Update any needed changes. Deadline for voting by mail absentee application is October 27, 2022, which also can be done at indianavoters.com. Election day is Tuesday, November 8, 2022, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You must go to your polling location or your vote won't count. Early voting in person starts October 12th and ends at noon the day before the election. Check hours and polling places at indianavoters.com or your local clerk's office. Remember to have a current U.S. government or state of Indiana issued photo ID with name and address corresponding to poll book information. Not sure who to vote for? Check keys to the candidates for responses to candidate questions at vote411.org. This is Pam Rader reminding you, democracy is not a spectator sport. Welcome to The Devil is in the Details, Episode 1. We invite you to join our story on Halloween night in a suburban location, not like or unlike your own neighborhood. Trick or treat! Well, 
What do we have here? So you're trick-or-treating as what? Someone in middle management? Nope, nope. A depressed crypto day trader. Uh-huh, nice. I'm Han Solo. Han, really, Chuck? Han Solo had hair. <laughs> Look, Hondo, I'm not here for the commentary. Where's your candy? Here you go, Han. Okay, looks like black licorice yep. and black licorice and a Zagnut bar. You got it. Seriously? What's not to like? No Nestle Crunch? No. M&M's, peanut butter cups? No, not at all. Not even a Rolo? I did, you know, I did have a Rolo, but I gave the last one away to a Princess Leia that came through here. You should have seen her. You just missed her. What the hell, man? Where'd you even get this stuff? Well, I'll tell you, hell's about right. Hey, you know what? You want to see where I got this candy? Come on. Come on in here. I got a portal to hell in my broom closet. You have a broom closet? Yep. Look, I'm all for Halloween, but this is a little over-the-top creepy, you wacko. Oh, really? Look, you're going to love it. Come on in. I'll show it to you. How about you show me where I can file a complaint, like a lousy candy complaint department or something? Yeah, sure. Come on in. Oh, oh, you you really do have a broom closet. It's uh, really nice. Thanks. But look, open up that trap door. This one? There's only one. Should I feel uncomfortable that you're showing me your crawl space, Mr. Gacy? No, Chuck. It's Look, it's not a crawl space. It's not even a basement. I told you, it is a portal to hell. You're kidding. No, really. Look, see it for yourself. It is really nice. Huh. Well, okay. <clears throat> it's more like a portal to a service entrance to hell. Look, just, just go on down. A portal in your broom closet. You wanted to know where I got the Halloween treats. And file a complaint. Don't forget that part. Yeah. Hey, it is getting warmer. Well, you didn't expect Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, did you? And here we are. Hondo, this looks like a loading dock. Chuck, that's because it is a loading dock. Huh. It's not widely known, but the service entrance to hell, well... It really isn't that different than the back of any other retail establishment. The trucks pull up over there at the overhead doors. There's a storage mezzanine right up over the offices. It's pretty standard stuff. Well, you make it sound like the Disney back lot. Yeah, but hotter. Come on, let's head down this hallway. Oh, hey, Tom. Hey, Hondo. Tom runs the security office down here. Do you guys have anything to declare? Any disallowed items? You know, fruits, vegetables? Air conditioners. All I have is this lousy black licorice. Hey, Chuck, don't forget about that Zagnut bar. Oh, yeah. No, Tom, Han Solo here. He didn't like my Halloween candy selection, so I brought him down here to see where I got it. And ready? And maybe file a complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the last guy? (laughs) All right, guys. Well, you're cleared to go in. Hondo, you know where you're going, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Huh, so you come here a lot? What can I say? They have really good candy sales. Will the owner of the giant two-headed anaconda please pick it up at Lost and Found? Lost and Found? In hell? Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised what ends up down here. (laughs) Yeah? What? Like broken dreams, regrets, youthful enthusiasm? No, no, no. More like, you know, lost socks from your dryer, expired coupons, an endless selection of guitar picks. You know, and sometimes... Mystery novels, but the last page is torn out. 
What? No lost souls? Oh, no. Oh, there's plenty of those. They just they keep them upstairs. And okay, so here we are. Here we are? This, this is an abandoned mall. <laughs> yeah, but not just any abandoned mall. This, my friend, is an abandoned mall from the year 1985. So you're telling me hell is housed in an old shopping mall. That is so, so... Frugal. It's frugal. You bet. Rents are cheap, you know, and it already has the vibe they were looking for. Life's hard everywhere, kid. So you want to file a complaint about the candy? Mm-hmm. The candy shop is down at the other end, right next to Sears, and right after Tex Critter's Pizza Jamboree. I thought they only had those in Muncie. Nope. Muncie and hell. Huh. So... Hell's in an abandoned mall. Yep. I, I just... Oh, look! There's an Orange Julius. Yeah, that franchise got started down here. Cool. It's closed. Oh. Well, it Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, closed. Oh, there's a licensed branch. Yeah, it's still open, but only on Wednesdays. Huh. Honda, I can't believe we're walking past a Karma Records. Right? Hey, you know, we got a couple minutes. Why don't we just go inside? It's really cool. Hey, fellas. Hey, hey Tom. Huh? Dudes, I got some killer Grateful Dead tickets for sale. Yeah? Let's check them out. Uh, Tom, this show was in 1994. Oh, it was a hell of a show, man. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, come on, let's go. I can't believe Tom's trying to rip us off. Well, you know what they say. The devil's in the details. Yeah. I have to say... I expected fire and brimstone and whatnot. You know, gnashing of teeth, fiery lakes. The, this is barely warm. Yeah, I know. Like I said, all that stuff, it's upstairs. Whatever, man. This is more like hell light. I, I'll just call it heck. I'm trying to imagine the penance inflicted in heck. Like, are you forced to walk around in wet socks? You get stuck behind a guy going under the speed limit with his blinker stuck on. Right. Or ordering endless chips and salsa and getting tomato soup and saltines instead. Oh, the humanity. And don't forget the wobbly wheel on your shopping cart. Hey, you know, speaking of soup, are you hungry? Well, I can't say that the licorice has been overly satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I know a place. It's right over here. It's perfect. And immediate seating, too. Hondo, it's an Applebee's. Yeah. Honestly, Chuck, I don't know what else you would have expected. Hi, guys. Welcome to Applebee's. You can seat yourselves here at the bar. Hey, Tom. After you, Mr. Solo. Well, I could use some riblets and a beer. Here's a list of our specials. Okay, uh, I'll take the riblets. Yeah, we're out. Huh. Okay, uh, spicy wings. Yeah, we're out. Mozzarella sticks? Nope. Hondo, I'm sensing a pattern. Hold on here, Chuck. Hey, Tom. You got any beer? Sure do. Yeah, see? Not such a bad place. Here you go, Hondo. Thanks, man. <laughs> this tastes like... I don't know. What is this? Hootapole gold? Ah, oh, it's, it's warm. Well, Hondo, if you'd like to file a beer complaint, you can... Okay, okay, pal. Look, I just want to file a complaint about the lousy candy and get out of here. Fine. Fine. I'll try to take you someplace cool. I mean, it's Halloween after all. Just 
be ungrateful. I mean, how often do you even get a personal tour of hell? Well, I did say it's a lot more like heck than... I told you, the boss keeps the brimstone upstairs. What, with the good candy next to the Snickers bars? Oh, you want good candy? Fine. Down here, next to Sears, like I told you. Good grief. I swear, next time I'm taking Leia. I just want to get some guys candy. Decent candy. This is ridiculous. It's going to take a bald Han Solo. And here you go. Beelzebub's Emporium of Fine Licorice. I have a feeling there are no M&Ms in there. Well, maybe just the brown ones. Oh, hi, fellas. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. So, can I interest you in some fine black licorice? Oh, no. My friend Han Solo here, he doesn't like licorice candy. Yeah, maybe you'd like some ice cream then. Oh, sure. What flavors? Like butter pecan or something? Oh, jeez. I should have guessed. Look... I just want to file a complaint. This isn't reasonable Halloween candy, and somebody needs to know about it. Well, the complaint department, it's its upstairs with the big guy. Upstairs? Upstairs? You could have told us that when we got here, man. I mean, what a waste of time. I can't believe you tricked me like this. <laughs> Chuck, listen, do you remember the first thing you said to me when you knocked on the door tonight? No, what was that? Trick or treat. Well, yeah. Well, you didn't like the treats, and that pretty much just leaves the tricks. And lost in a hell mall? I mean, that's a pretty good trick, don't you think? (laughs) Oh, man. Hondo? Happy Halloween, buddy. Oh, happy Halloween. Wait till next year, Hondo. Trick or treat. (laughs) What are you going to do? Toilet paper my trees? I don't know. Are you going to have licorice again? I don't think hell's going to run out of licorice anytime soon. Hey, listen, no hard feelings, pal. There is so much more to this place. Look, let me take you down to the other end of this mall. You are not going to believe what they have at the Dick Sporting Goods down here. Hey, Hondo, where'd you yeah. get the Zagnut bars? Oh, those? <laughs> I got those at Kroger, man. You know, this place could really use a Kroger. <laughs> the cast members of The Devil is in the details are Hondo Thompson playing the part of Hondo, Chuck Wills playing the part of Chuck, and Tom Preston as Tom. It's called Coast is Clear, and it goes like this. Oh. 
we pause for station identification. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on Volunteer Power Community Radio, WFHB at 100.7 in Brown County, 91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 at Ellettsville, and online at wfhb.org.
Support for the Brown County Hour comes from listeners like you and the support of the Brown County Inn, a family-friendly getaway destination located in Nashville, Indiana, offering locally sourced food, drinks, and live entertainment with banquet space, indoor-outdoor pool, miniature golf, and more. Information and booking available at browncountyinn.com. Our final segment begins with a Rick Fettig piece from 2020, Electile Dysfunction. Dave Seastrom will share a few thoughts about fall, and we'll end the show with the Coot Crabtree song, Blue Hearts. Greetings to all, ladies, gentlemen. There's a sensitive and serious topic that has been coming to the forefront of our attention in recent years. The topic is ED. Yes, there I said it, ED. Electoral dysfunction. When the electoral process becomes impaired, when it fails to represent the choices of the people, when our electoral process has been, is, or could be made unable to perform its designed purpose for our country. In the days of yesteryear, as America was coming to age, only white male landowners, the freeholders, could vote. The country is made up of territory or land, so landowners should be the ones to run the country. That seemed feasible and sensible at the time. Well, a few other social issues came up, and it was decided that all white males should be able to vote. The blacks didn't count because they were still slaves and considered subhuman, and women were just an extension of their husbands' wishes. Sometime after the slaves were freed, and I use that term loosely, the adult black men were allowed to vote. After all, they now had a mule and a piece of property. Then... Well, okay, maybe women might have something to say about how to run the country. After all, they help with the families and they make the big decisions like what's for supper. Now, that was actually a hard-fought victory by the women of our country. And Pam Rader has a piece on Brown County Hour, episode number 95, discussing the 100th anniversary of a women's right to vote. Then finally, if we can send kids off to fight and die for our country... Maybe we should let them have a say about things, a vote. So at that point, young men and women could vote at the age of 18. Now let's think for a minute. A baby is not considered dysfunctional because it can't walk or talk, because it can't do math or drive in the legal sense, or create music or art. Maybe each of the aforementioned stages were steps in eliminating dysfunction, or perhaps as Americans, We've just been going through some growing pains. But at a certain age, 18 legally, we need to think about what we are going to do with the rest of our lives and our democracy. This all boils down to voting. Voting for people you believe in, people you trust to move America forward. Life is changing rapidly. I remember getting our first TV, and now we have the interweb where we can video conference each other by pushing one or two buttons on our phones or computers. In recent years, in many ways, it has become increasingly harder to vote. My attention was sparked when needing an ID to vote became an issue. It seemed rather spur of the moment, but many states started requiring IDs to vote. I carry my driver's license, but some do not. Some don't have a driver's license because they don't drive. My grandma never did have a driver's license. When people showed up to vote, surprise, 
They were rejected and turned away because of no ID, even after voting for all of their lives. This is dysfunctional. I learned a long time ago, if you want people to do a certain thing, make it the easiest thing for them to do. Make it easy to vote. Help them get the ID. Don't surprise them and send them the way. The states determine how their prospective elections should be handled, but the feds set the overriding standards. Many states are eliminating the number of places one can go vote. Recently, the United States Postal Service has been ordered to dismantle machinery that sorts and separates thousands of pieces of mail daily, slowing down the mailing process. Countless drop boxes on local street corners have been removed. Overtime for postal workers has been seriously stifled. Trucks are leaving half empty because of the clock, not efficiency and productivity. How might this affect voting by mail? Many things have been rising to the forefront of our attention that is causing our electoral process to become dysfunctional. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. America is an experiment, a work in progress. Let's strive to make it more and more perfect with justice for all, peace and prosperity for all, safe and secure, united together as one America, a leader among nations. Please make sure you vote and make sure Grandma gets the job done also. This is Rick Fettig with the Brown County Hour and WFHB. Over the years, a few of my friends have fled to warmer locations, primarily to avoid the ravages of winter. While no one could criticize them for wanting warm and sunny weather throughout the year, the obvious natural events they miss are the changing seasons. Here in the heart of the old Northwest Territory, we need not concern ourselves with that deprivation because we're right in the thick of seasonal weather changes. I was thinking about that last week when we had temperatures in the 90s as the equinox approached. And then, magically, on the official day that fall began, the weather turned and it was 30 degrees colder. The coincidence of fall actually beginning on the official day was surprising and completely unusual. I'm pretty sure the seasons pay no attention to the calendar and they do what they do without regard to human designation. But here we are with the undisputed fact that just like clockwork, the seasons changed and now we're in the fall. Fall is a glorious time in a hardwood forest, and not just because of the colorful leaves. The quality of the air also changes, and there's a crispness that awakens the senses and invigorates those who choose to be out in the glory of nature. The bugs die down, the rattlesnakes return to their dens, and the deer go into rut. The night is filled with the sounds of owls calling back and forth, and the coyotes sing their haunting songs as they move in packs across the ridgetops while they hunt for food that will become ever more scarce as we move towards winter. The apex of the show takes place when the leaves on the deciduous trees change colors, and the forest is filled with the beauty of life ever-changing. 
the yellows of the maples interspersed with the reds of the oaks and sassafras combined with the crimson hues of the dogwoods provides a spectacle that draws tourists from all over the midwest around here our seasonal visitors are commonly called rubberknackers or leaf lookers and they fill the streets of nashville and follow each other into the state park where they drive the windy roads bumper to bumper taking it all in one can hardly blame them for their enthusiasm and as a county that depends on tourism we're mighty grateful they come here to enjoy the season the colorful leaves don't last very long in a few short weeks, they peak, and then they fall from the trees in cascading waves of color. A heavy windstorm can take them out much faster. And then, for the next six months, the forest slumbers. This is when the real work of fall begins. The great migration of birds is signaled by the vast number of sandhill cranes that fill the skies. They call out to each other in high-pitched trills on their long way south. The squirrels spend their days gathering acorns and stashing them away in catches that provide them with food for the winter, and many of the ones they overlook become the baby oak trees in the spring. This year we've had an unusually large crop of acorns, which bodes well for all the critters that depend on them for sustenance. It's also good news in regards to the health of the forest. Somehow the conditions are also good for the persimmons, and we're harvesting a bumper crop of these delicious fruits. Likewise, the pawpaws are having an outstanding year, and if you're lucky enough to have a stand of these exotic fruits, you're being treated to something that only happens every few years. Along with fall comes the colder weather, and it's time to think about firewood. We have a few ricks left over from last year, and it's ready to go. But the wild card of winter weather means we're never sure how much we'll need in a given year. In a typical winter, we'll burn up to 10 ricks, and right now, we're a bit short of the mark. This year has been hard on some of the big oaks in our forest, and we've had several trees that were blown down, so there is plenty of wood to process. Sooner than we might like, winter will come in its own time. For the next several months, the trees will stand like naked sentinels, keeping watch on the ridgetops and down into the ravines. The stark contrast to the dark trees when the snow falls provides a picture that can't be seen during any other time of the year. For many of us, this is perhaps the most beautiful view into the forest. When the leaves come down and the views open up, and we're able to see the contours of the land that are hidden by the canopy all summer long. The sounds in the naked forest are amplified, and the call of the wild carries far and wide. The turn of the seasons provides the ever-changing beauty that makes Brown County the special place that it is. And during all of the seasons, we're grateful to be here. This is Dave Seastrom. See you next time. Tell you what, this song is called Blue Heart. How at the moon? You tell me. I'll let you guys name it, okay? I'm not sure the exact definition of opus, but this might be like chapter one.
been lost and outspoken. I've been down in my back. I am weary from the weight of this world. Some hearts break. Find me a place to be 
gave it all away Everything I wanted to keep And the blue heart high at the moon You know blue hearts Thanks for tuning in to episode 127 of the Brown County Hour. This show was recorded in our studio at the History Center here in downtown Nashville and brought to you the first Sunday of every month at 9 a.m. and the following Wednesday at 6 p.m. and anytime online. Be sure to look for us on your favorite streaming services. The Brown County Hour is brought to you by a diverse group of folks who believe, now more than ever, the world is for everyone. This show was produced by Chuck Wills, Pam Rader, Rick Fettig, Vera Grubbs, Sarah Lytle, Jim Lemon, and Dave Seastrom. We would also like to thank Slats Klug for our theme music. You have been listening to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from deep in the woods of Brown County, Indiana. Celebrating the arts, culture, and nature that make this such a unique community. Visit us online at browncountyhour.com. The Brown County Hour is a production of WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported community radio for South Central Indiana. Take me back, back to my home, Brown County. Oh